Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Morning Blend podcast. I'm your host, Kayla, and officially welcome to my new rebranded pod. So, guys, I know I honestly don't even know how to start this episode because it's just I don't know how to explain it. Like, I have to explain the rebrand of the podcast because I know that I owe you guys that and I really want to share it. And I'm just so excited. Like, I'm excited, but I'm nervous. And I'm just excited for all that there is to come, but um, I just want to let you guys know that this episode is not going to be all about the podcast rebrand. It's going to be about uh, self-confidence as well, and the second topic of the podcast, which will be self-confidence, is going to tie in so well with the first part, so rebranding. So basically, let's just get right into it because I know that you guys are probably all like really curious on what actually happened with the podcast, and I'm honestly really excited to share, not because um, there's tea or like any like crazy news but it's actually really um I don't want to say educational but very informative you know like when if you're thinking about starting a podcast if you're thinking about starting an Instagram page or a business it is so important to look into um people's legal uh rights and uh trademarking of everything so that is one mistake that I made and I'm going to give you guys the whole rundown on what happened to the well-rounded podcast right now so it's Wednesday April 7th I'm recording a little later this week because honestly I've been swamped it was my birthday weekend this weekend and thank you so much for all your birthday wishes um my birthday was as great as it could be with this COVID stuff going on and um I'm just very grateful grateful and I'm not a complainer. I'm not one to be negative. So I'm just very grateful that I'm healthy and then I got to see my family. So it was great. So thank you for all the birthday wishes. And now I'm going to get into the pod. So about a week ago, story time, about a week ago, I was uh, on the phone and as I got off the phone, I noticed I had an email from iTunes. So I was like, oh, iTunes, like maybe I did something right (laughs) with my podcast. Um, And actually the complete opposite happened. So iTunes emailed me saying, dear podcaster, um, we have noticed that you have been uh, actually infringing the rights of another podcast and um, you have five days to take down your podcast before uh, we take it down and we won't allow you to put your episodes back up and that is all in iTunes' rights and all that, okay? Well, they wouldn't allow me to put everything back, anything back up unless I changed the podcast. So I obviously freaked out and I said like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm actually going against someone else's rights. And then I did some research to see if I actually was going against someone else's rights and iTunes gave me the company name and um, their podcast name and everything. And basically the well-rounded podcast was totally copying their art. So I was not aware of that since I didn't make the art to my podcast and um, I failed on the end that I didn't do any critical research and like analysis on like the competitors out there in the podcast world. And I really just went with whatever the graphic designer had given me. So um, my mistake and I immediately contacted my team, like my website team, that's like my whole branding team and like my um, web designers. And uh, they actually contacted another content and marketing agency and they worked together um, within 24 hours to present to me 12 new, about 12 new podcast names. So that was a very brief uh, story, but basically 
like non-brief, I was basically uh, going against another company's um, legal rights because they were like a very, they are a very big company that actually everybody knows and I'm a big fan of and they actually have a podcast. And even though I am a host of a podcast, I am not very familiar with the podcasting world. I don't listen to many podcasts and if I do, they're really in like my bubble. Um, I listen to like the, the classic, typical podcast, you know, like uh, Let's Get Confidential podcast, um, Mood by Lauren Elizabeth, Lifestyle by Mariana Hewitt. Like that's as far as I go in terms of podcasting, like listening wise. And that's my mistake because, you know, I'm here on this platform talking and I should have been more knowledgeable. I should have been more informed on what was actually out there. And it's a whole process and like art directing and marketing in general, you know, like and analyzing your the market, like the community, you know? So um, I didn't do that and I failed and I put my trust into someone else who made the the graphic and um, it just like failed for me. So basically I had five days to um, completely change the art and the name of the podcast and give it a new feel, give it a new purpose because I wasn't just going to do something that was quick and um, like lightly rebranded. I really wanted, if I was going to change the name and change the podcast, I was going to change the podcast. So I decided to reach out to Emmanuel, who's from MROC Digital, and she is actually redoing my whole website right now. And I know we keep hyping it up so much on stories, but this project for the website is going to be out of this world. I am so excited for my new website to come. This is like the website that I've always been dreaming of. But like, obviously, when I first started, I didn't have um, like all the tools to like actually get there and bring my dreams to life. But like now, like with this website, I feel like it's really going to just come together and I'll get into more website details later. But, uh, so I reached out to Emmanuel and Emmanuel reached out to someone, um, from Anso Atelier called Anne-Sophie actually, who is the founder of Anso Atelier. And that is like a creative agency, branding, um, digital marketing and all that. And so these girls worked on, um, the project for 24 hours um, and they did an amazing job. So I remember like last week when I had my shoot for the crewnecks um, in the morning before the shoot, the shoot started at nine, we had a Zoom call and they shared their screens with me and they just blew me away with the amount of options that they gave me to rebrand the podcast. So they must have given me about like 12 different options and each option had like a total like different mission statement. And I was just blown away by like how they put this together. And it it wasn't only them two. It was like their interns and the the women, the amazing women that work with them. They were like breaking out into like Zoom rooms and like redesigning the podcast completely. And honestly, like I can't thank them enough for like putting that much effort into my vision and like my podcast in general. And it was just amazing. So basically I scrolled through all of the options with them. And the last option was the morning blend in um, different varieties. So we had like some different fonts going, some different colors going. And I chose the one with the colors, like the pink colors and all that, because I just feel like, you know, for spring and um, just for myself, and and I'll get into this topic more like later on into the podcast, but I just want to stick to more like vibrant colors because those are really the colors that like represent 
me, like as Kayla. So I decided to go with the morning blend with the beige's background and the pinkish writing, the pinkish font. And the mission statement for the morning blend is totally different. So before I get into that, I just want to thank uh, the ladies that helped me with um, the podcast rebrand. If you are listening, if you were involved in the project and I don't personally know you, thank you so much. Thank you to Emmanuel. Thank you to Anso from Anso Atelier. You guys are amazing, so professional and I love these girls. They're helping me bring my dreams to life, whether it be in podcast form or in website form. So that's it for the rebrand process. Now, what is it to come on the morning blend? What are we changing? What is the tea with the morning blend? So basically, a lot more changes are happening than um, I have actually spoken about on Be Well with Kayla. So I'm currently in the process where I'm, well, I already kind of decided this, but The Morning Blend podcast is going to be an entity in itself. So it's going to be a whole different project and it's going to be carrying and presenting an abundance of different content compared to what I actually share on Be Well With Kayla. So Be Well With Kayla will always be my nutrition and more personal life page. So I'm going to be sharing like my personal day to day, what I eat, why I eat it what I'm making, what's going on, like um, what I'm wearing, what I'm doing, my nutrition tips, my guidance on hormonal health. That'll be um, a very well-balanced page um, on like everything Kayla. But then the morning blend, which is going to be my podcast page, which is my podcast page, is going to be a community. So it's going to be like kind of like a group that you could be a part of for free just by following the page and you'll have access to amazing interviews that I'll be hosting on the podcast, amazing content on how to just like level up your life uh, in a very relatable way, which was so important for me to um, put out because I think I need to get there Um, and just like allow you to be your best self and to own your best self. So that is everything I'll say for now because I'm waiting for my deck, well, my content calendar to come for May uh, from the team. And I'm just so excited to put this out there. And I'm so excited that I, I'm so happy that I asked for help because I'm not a content creator. You know, I'm not an art director. I'm a health coach. And that is what I end, what I want to share on Be Well With Kayla. You know, Be Well With Kayla is 100% run by me. At the end of the day, it is my personal page. It's Kayla Pomponio. It's, it's me. So I want to really embody um, myself on Kayla Pomponio, on Be Well With Kayla. Sorry. And I really want to show like my true colors, who I am, but at the same time, post a good variety of like wellness content and hormonal content since that is my passion and that is my service. So that's everything Be Well With Kayla, but everything, the morning blend, I really needed like help with that because I just needed some content direction, you know, like a bit like of an, an alignment. And I think that this whole rebrand, this whole legal process that happened, happened uh, for a reason. And honestly, it was a blessing in disguise. So I th- I cannot thank uh, iTunes enough for sending me that email. So it was, uh, it was a really cool process and I'm really excited to see uh, what there is in store. But all to say that the Morning Blend is going to be an entity in itself and a whole other project and a whole other page that you will follow for a reason. So... 
yeah, that's pretty much it. Now, why do we call it the morning blend? So the morning blend, if you're new here, welcome. Uh, the morning blend is my drink. It's my smoothie. It's the one I made. It's the pillar of the book of health. If you don't know what the book of health is, it's the ebook that I wrote uh, when I had first started Be Well with Kayla. And I'm so proud of the book of health. It was such an amazing project, but the book of health itself right now is getting a total makeover and it's going to be the same content, just elevated, new graphics, new aesthetic, new everything. And it's going to be launching in May. So it's going to be amazing. And I also have other projects coming out in May that are going to be available for purchase on my website. And everything will be available for purchase at the same time, like once the website launches. So the morning blend, like I was saying, is my signature smoothie. It's available at a local grocery store in my city at Marche Tau, if you're from Montreal, in Laval and the West Island. And it's also available for to order to your door on DoorDash. So yeah, the morning blend. So that's why I called it the morning blend since it's just so fitting. It's my brand. It's me. That's who I am. And it just rolls off the tongue super easily. So that's pretty much it for everything podcast rebrand. If you have any questions, please feel free to DM me either on the morning blend page or the be well with Kayla page. And I will be answering all of your questions for sure. So now let's get into the actual topic of today's episode, which is self-confidence. And I feel like as you're listening to this episode, it's going to be so fitting with um, the explanation at the beginning of the episode, which was about the rebrand, because um, I don't know, I feel like it really just goes hand in hand. And if I haven't mentioned it previously in this episode, the Morning Blend podcast is really going to be a community to highlight um, empowering women, you know, and every woman is empowering in their own way. You know, you don't need to have a business or to make six figures to be an empowering woman, you know, anyone is empowering in their own way. And I want to highlight a bunch of different women and their crafts and their talents. And that's why I'm so open to share everyone that I'm working with um, in the digital world, the content creation world. And I always shout everyone out that I work with because it's just so important to highlight people's crafts, especially during the pandemic. And um, yeah, they're just, I find everyone that I work with extremely inspiring and it's no secret. It's I'm here to share it. And yeah, so that's basically it. So let's get on to the self-confidence topic. So basically I have posted um, about it before. And what triggered this idea was when I created a self-confidence, self-confidence affirmations graphic. About two or three weeks ago, I posted on a Monday morning, a very dull Monday morning, I posted a self-confidence affirmations graphic that took me about five minutes to make, not even. And this graphic popped off. You guys loved it. It got over like 500 saves and like 200 sendouts. And it kind of blew me, it blew me away as to like which content you guys like to consume. And I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I am so invested into my community. Um, I love to know what you guys love. So I check all of my stats in terms of like post saves and post sendouts. And I also check all of my responses when I post question boxes and I read them all one by one. And even if I can't always answer all the questions or all the comments, um, I go through them all and nothing gets ignored because I just care so much to know about what you guys like. I really want to know more about my demographic, about my community, and I'm really invested. So that's what I wanted to share. So I was blown away by the traction on the self-confidence uh, post and it led me to putting up a question box saying like, hey guys, I'm going to do an episode on self-confidence. Throw in um, what you want me to talk about. Give me your topics. Give me your questions. 
And I love the response I got as well. So um, basically, I feel like from the traction I got on that post, it was a clear indicator that we are all very affected by self-confidence. And this is no news, you know. Um, I deal with my personal self-confidence battle every single day. And I'm not saying that it's a battle, but it's definitely present, you know. Like, I'm definitely not the most confident girl in the world either. I'm no confidence guru. But one thing I can say about myself, though, is that I've learned how to accept myself and love myself and put my best foot forward. So I'm going to give you guys those tips today on how how to put your best self forward and it's really not about changing altering yourself your face your body it's about bettering yourself in every way shape or form which is um the whole purpose of be well with kayla it's all about being well and being your best self but at the same time um just accepting yourself you know like looking at yourself in the mirror and saying like this is me i cannot change myself i cannot alter i cannot edit this is who i am and i have to learn to accept it and although we all wish like that we looked like a certain person in our heads it just won't ever happen. So you might as well stop comparing yourself and start loving yourself. So this is what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. So the first question that I got, let me just find it because I actually wrote them all down by hand because it was a bit overwhelming to look at my phone. And I hate looking at my phone when I'm recording because it's just so distracting. So um, the first one really got me. I was like, hmm, really good one. And this is something that I have been struggling with recently as well. And well, not so much in the same way, but definitely in a relatable way. But the first one is talk about being yourself without worrying about what others think of you on social media. Love this one. Okay, so first things first, I think these days we um, we give way too much importance to social media. As a, as a community, we just need to know, and I know it's hard for me to say this because I'm so active on social media, and maybe I'm the type of person or the type of account that makes you think that you need to be more active on social media, but you don't, you know? But I think we just give too much importance to social media these days. We think our social media is like our resume. We think our social media is, you know, who you are. If you do something with your life, if you take a trip and it's not on social media, you didn't go, you didn't do it, you didn't see it, um, you didn't buy it. And that is the problem with social media, you know, and we all have that problem. I have that problem too, you know, like my social media is definitely like a resume to me. Everything I do that is like to be highlighted in my head goes on social media. And um, I love to share it because for me, my social media is something that is very positive. And, you know, I love for people to know like, like what I'm doing and I share with my community. And plus this is my business, you know, like me living my life is my business. And um, just like me being well (laughs) is my business. But we definitely put way too much importance on our social media. So this leads me to answering the question, um, talk about how to stop uh, worrying about what other people think of you on social media and just being yourself. So how to be yourself. And the answer is you always have to remember to just be yourself and not to care about what other people think. And I remember I used to go through this all the time. I was struggling so hard with the image I was portraying on social media and what people would think of me. And there's two things I want to say. First of all, if you are portraying something on social media, whether it be who you actually are or like a fake version of you, and it's on your mind, you're going to, ha- you're going to bed with it at night and you're thinking about it in a negative way, 
it's not for you. So it may just not be who you are, or it may just not be the ideal image you want to present out there. And I'll just leave you with that. Because I used to go to bed at night, like worrying about like the image I was portraying on social media, because I knew that it just wasn't me. And I'm talking about like maybe three years ago or something. I was very lost. I was very purposeless. I was just a young teen and being a young teen and putting it on social media is a recipe for disaster. So um, it was a recipe for disaster. And that's why like I ended up closing like my own personal account like years ago. And um, I took a big break from Instagram for like a year. I was like very quiet on Instagram a year and a half. And then I came back with Be Well with Kayla. And the reason why I came back with Be Well with Kayla is because Be Well with Kayla actually is a purpose. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's my personal page. But um, it has all kinds of content on it. You know, it has health content. It has uh, personal content of me. Like I talk about my work on there, my team on there. So it gives me purpose. Okay. And um The second thing I want to tell you is that if you're worrying about what other people think of you by just being yourself on there, just don't care. We have to realize that if you're really being your true authentic self and you're putting out things that make you happy, you should not be afraid of people judging you because that is who you are. And um, if people don't like it, they could just leave. And if people do like it, they could stay. And those who leave are just not the people that are within your niche. And that is absolutely fine. And with that being said, I want to talk about my own personal experience because I feel like it's super relatable. I'm always asking people for their feedback on Be Well with Kayla because, like I said, I love to know um, my demographics. Uh, like, I love to know my audience. I love to know who's who's watching. I love to know what you guys like. Um, what are you here for? Why do you follow me? Do you follow me because I'm Kayla or do you follow me because you like my hormonal tips or both, you know? So that's why I love to ask. But sometimes, like... Um, I'll talk to my sister about it. I'll talk to my boyfriend about it. And I'll be like, oh, you know, like, I don't really know, like, like what I, what I want to put out there. Like, I don't really know, like, um, like, should I do more of this? Should I do more of that? And we're often like really hard on ourselves on like what we should do more of. And we forget that we're actually just doing amazing. So, and I have to remember that if I put out a certain like thing or like a certain type of content and someone doesn't like it they could just go. And my sister tells me this all the time. And so my boyfriend, you know, like if someone unfollows me or like, if I feel like, um, like my, my engagement is not as good because if you're in the world of social media, you know, that engagement is very important. You know, like I'm always looking at my engagement. Um, if you're looking to grow on social media, it's just the reality of things. And it's not something that's toxic to me. It's my business, you know, like for me, like I I know how to handle it, but if I notice that my engagement has gone down, I'll just be honest with myself and I'll say like, okay, like maybe people are not liking my content right now and they're unfollowing or they're not looking at it, but that's fine because it's leaving more room for people who will come by and love my content. And if you are a true supporter of me, you will like stick with my page through the good and the bad. And maybe there'll be some phases you'll like less and there'll be some phases that you'll like more. So it's really all about like growing with your audience if you're looking to be on social media and really not caring because people have a mind of their own. People will always judge you while you're, whether you're doing good or bad. It's all about being you, being honest with yourself. If you're putting out an image out there that you know is phony, that you know is not who you truly are, stop that. Be yourself. And if people unfollow you for it, that's on them. And you will be able to build your own organic, authentic niche. 
So that is my very long rant on the first question, which was how to be yourself on social media without worrying about what others think of you. So now the second question is talk about the best way to be self to have self-confidence. So this is a very simple answer. The best way to have self-confidence, and I think that I'm like the perfect person to talk about this because I was not the always the most confident person and I still am not, um, is to fake it to make it. So for someone like me, obviously like any other teen or any other young adult, I had insecurities, you know, and whether it be my skin, whether it be my body or my weight, I had, I had my own insecurities, you know, and every, every woman, every man has them in their own way, shape or form. And it's relatable. So I have no problem sharing it. And I was always super transparent with you guys on how like my skin was like my biggest insecurity for so long. I used to lather my skin with makeup every single day um, just to cover my imperfections. And now my skin is definitely not the best out there, but I rarely wear makeup every day. Like I don't wear makeup more than three times a week. And that's fine. Yes, my skin did get a bit better, but I did. Well, it got a lot better, but I also accepted that this is who I am. And I'm working towards being the best version of myself. And if someone doesn't like it, too bad, you know? So it's all about just accepting yourself and not comparing yourself. That is the best way to be self-confident. Comparison kills happiness. Comparison kills personality. Those two um, like sentences are so, or statements are so true. You have to stop comparing. And the reason why you have to stop comparing yourself is because it's pointless, Everybody out there has their own insecurities. Yours might be your skin. Another girl might be something we actually don't see on the outside and it's actually none of our business. Um, someone else, it may be a relationship in their life that is totally killing them on the inside. Um, it could be someone else's body. Someone may, may be insecure about their hair. I don't know. So it's really important to not compare because you don't know what's actually going on behind the scenes. And it's actually funny that I'm mentioning this today because I saw yesterday that Madison Beer actually posted a long like, like um, paragraph on her story talking about how... Um, no one should become comparing themselves to her because when you look at Madison Beer's Instagram account, she looks like a little Barbie doll. She looks like the most perfect girl in the world. But she even said on her story, she goes, you know, guys, like what you don't see is that I'm in my room every single day in my sweats, um, looking like the most regular girl in the world, which is absolutely fine. And what you see on social media is phony. Like little do you know that I had to retake that picture a million times or I had to airbrush it 75 times for it to look that way. Or, and I'm not trying to um, hate on Madison Beer. I think she's gorgeous and I think she's perfect. But I'm just saying that, well, perfect in her own way. But I'm just saying that we can't compare each other because that will completely destroy our self-confidence and we need to have a realistic outlook on what is actually going on and everyone has their own personal struggles. So that is why there is no point in comparing yourself. And I can even see that with me. Like, you know, sometimes I'll often get like some comments or people will be like, oh, like your your life looks like a dream or something on social media. And in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, little do you know that I'm breaking out like crazy right now. Um, I'm also um, super stressed. I have a migraine and I have a million things on my mind and I have to go. <laughs> like, so like there's, even though social media portrays a certain image, please don't compare yourself because it'll kill your self-confidence. And the first step in being self-confident is self-acceptance and no self-comparison. 
Um, next question, well, next topic is fake beauty standards on social media. Okay, so talk about the fake beauty standards. So I totally get that. I just, there's something I have to say though about the fake beauty standards. Um, there are so many, whether it be like glowy skin, button nose, big lips, hourglass shape, um, very big butt. Sorry for lack of better words, but it's true. Big boobs, you know, like the Kylie Jenner's of the world, the Stassi babies of the world and all that. Um, and all of those women are beautiful, but those are false beauty standards, you know, like, and, and not only that, but it, and we tend to always put the blame on the people that are, that have those bodies or have that look or live that life. But the problem is not actually the people. The problem is the consumer, the consumer who are, who are us, like the girls who look at it from a regular standpoint or something like we don't live, we don't have that body or whatever. Like the consumer is always comparing to those people. Those people have those bodies, live those lives for their own reasons. And that is what they enjoy, you know, and that's their own personal, that's their own personal journey. And you cannot compare yourself to those standards. And they're not even standards. They're just bodies, you know, like who's, who set that as the standard? Like if you're setting that as the standard, that's the problem. Like for me, like I'll give you an example, like Kylie Jenner's body. People always say that Kylie Jenner is the beauty mogul of the world. She's the, and she is like the epitome of beauty. Like she is the beauty standard, which I personally do not agree with. I find Kylie Jenner so beautiful. I love following her. I think her life is so cool, but I don't compare myself to her as a beauty Uh, as a beauty standard like I don't look at Kylie Jenner like she's the pillar of beauty like there is no pillar of beauty I think everybody is beautiful in their own way and that's the way I choose to consume it so that is the problem with beauty standards the people that set the beauty standards are the people that are the people that consume it and nothing else and the reason why like big magazines will set these beauty standards is because the audience continues to to consume it and they notice that And that's why it becomes so popular. So then again, we just have to completely stop idolizing these these standards, whether we're hating on them, whether we're talking about them, whether we're saving them to our mood boards or our inspiration boards on Pinterest, that is consuming it. So we need to just stop consuming it. And the the less we consume it, the less there will be so such importance on beauty standards. You know, if you're the type of person that you know is very affected on about beauty standards and um, by beauty standards, sorry, and really doesn't enjoy it when you see these types of standards or these types of bodies because it makes you feel some type of way about yourself, do something for yourself. Unfollow those accounts, mute those accounts, get off TikTok, you know, and that is a whole other different topic. But I just find that as consumers, we're really not doing much for each other and for ourselves and each other. And um, we keep like going in a vicious cycle. You know, the more you consume it, the more you'll put importance on it, the more you'll put importance on it, the more it'll affect you emotionally and physically, and it'll just go in circles. So you need to choose the way you consume things. And that is my take on the fake beauty standards. So I'm not affected by any beauty standard because I know that I know who I am. I know that I know how I want to look like I want to look like myself. That is my goal (laughs) to look like myself, to look like the best version of myself that I could be. And um, definitely don't put too much attention to the beauty standards, because once again, like I mentioned about Madison Beer, little do you know how much work, how much surgery, how much 
stuff goes into that and i'll just leave it there because i don't want to be like a bit of a a hater i don't want to be negative at all um but everyone chooses to live their own path and do their own thing with their body and you can't let that affect you because you need to just remember that you are beautiful in your own way um how to enter okay this is a really good question so how to interpret info from any wellness or health gurus online Okay, so really good question, and I feel like it kind of distances um, the narrative from like the body image, social media, to like a totally different topic on social media. So let me just repeat the question. How to interpret info from any wellness slash health gurus online? Okay, great question. Recently, I actually noticed that someone unfollowed me and refollowed me, and I don't have any unfollow app, unfollower app or anything, but like this was someone that I was... Um, I like she was actively like following me and I noticed that like recently like she refollowed me. So I was like, oh my god, like did she unfollow me and refollow me? So I messaged her and I said, like, hey, like, um, I just want to know, like, I care a lot about my demographic and my audience. Like, is there anything that I did that like made you unfollow me? Like, what was it? And I don't mean to ask those questions in like a psycho, like crazy, obsessive way about my following, but I genuinely care to know like what turned you off from the page. Okay. So the, the person answers like, you know, like I just found that like I love your page. I love everything, but the content just got very overwhelming with the graphics, you know, like for me to consume, like I don't really like it. And like, um, but I'm back now because I like the way your feed is looking and just overall, like I know your information is getting very advanced, but you have to remember that the, the, the audience is still just trying to incorporate your green dues daily. So that, that was her response to me. And I was so thankful for her feedback. And I even messaged her, if you're listening right now, thank you so much for your feedback. I appreciate it so much. And that made me realize like, not everyone is going the same pace as you. And you need to accept that. So whether you lose five followers, gain six followers, who cares? But in terms of the consumer, there is so much to absorb out there whether it be from me, whether it be from other influence, other people that are influencing the health industry, whether they be certified and have credentials, whether they're not certified and just want to share their information. There's so much to take in out there. And it's really important to know that if something is too overwhelming for you, please do yourself a favor and either mute the account or unfollow because it is so toxic out there. And it made me think, and I said, like, you know, my page, it's a very positive environment. And yes, I do pump out a lot of information, whether it be about smoothies, whether it be about um, a certain product that I'm using, even though I don't really push many products, I'm not big, I'm not a big product consumer, whether it be about like graphics or any information. And I have to respect that not everyone is at that same pace. So it's so important to really just Take a step back and realize that not everyone is at the same pace of you as you, sorry. And if you find that one account or one person in particular or an industry in general is just not um, serving you because it's just too overwhelming for you, that is totally um, normal. And do yourself the favor and unfollow or mute, which is even more polite or whatever. But what I also wanted to say is that it's super important these days to take everything you see every type of advice, every type of suggestion you see on social media from a health influencer with a grain of salt. And the difference between, uh, there's a difference between someone who is actually certified as a nutritionist, dietitian, health coach versus an influencer. So, and it's very important for me to like, just to like 
distinguish what an influencer is versus a health coach. Like I am not an influencer. I do influence my community in a positive way to live a healthy lifestyle, but I am not trying to push products to uh, encourage you to buy things. I'm not trying to review products. I'm not trying to um, sell you anything when you come onto my page. You know, I'm here to promote a very healthy lifestyle and just to live my life. And if you want to watch, you could follow. But the influencer aspect of the world, which is the people that are not certified, that don't have the credentials, and that are just sharing what supplement they're using every day, and then they're doing a review about it, and they're talking about it and saying how life-changing it is, and, and in a year's time, it won't be in their routine anymore, and you'll probably wonder why, and then you'll ask them like, hey, why aren't you doing that anymore? And they'll give you like a review about it again. Like that is influencing. And the thing about influencing is that I feel like we live in a world where we're way too comfortable to share. You know, we, we share things that we don't even know much about. We share things that we don't even, um, experiment enough on or about, and we're so quick to share. And it's just like influencer marketing. Like they, they share it, you buy it, you try it. Um, whether it works for you, great, whether it doesn't do much, which usually happens 99% of the time, you still bought it and you fell into the wellness industry trap. So that is why it's so important. Like I personally do not follow any influencers um, in terms of wellness. And if I do follow some people that I see like are, are pushing a supplement, are pushing a thing or talking about that supplement that cures their bloating magically, I just shake my head. I'm like, no, girl, no, don't do this to yourself, girl. Don't do this because you it's we, we just feel too comfortable sharing these things. The only people that should be sharing supplement advice are those who are um, very qualified to do so and who like have an, enough knowledge to, to share why a supplement works, why you bio-individually should be taking that supplement. And that is all. And I, and I personally believe in that. And I know that's maybe like a very radical perspective. I know like it's very fun to see what supplement someone is incorporating in their routine. It's very cool. It's very entertaining. But at the end of the day, it's a supplement. It's something that could affect you. And I've spoken about this before, but not only about supplements, diets, ways of eating, you know, how many times do you hop onto your stories and see someone say like, oh, like, you know, I'm starting this new cleanse with this person. They tag them. And then in a couple of weeks, maybe it'll be someone else. It's so important to take everything you see on social media with a grain of salt. Follow the accounts that you personally feel as though they serve you, they bring you purpose, they bring you joy, they don't make you feel as though you're late on the bandwagon and you're missing something in your routine. You don't need anything fancy, anything expensive in your routine and um, that's my take. So that's how I, that's my take on how to interpret or like consume um, wellness influencer culture. There's a major difference between someone who is a wellness influencer and someone who has a career in nutrition and um, wellness in general, you know? So make a difference, distinguish both, and always take information from where it's coming. Before buying something off someone's story, make sure you know that that person is probably paid to say that or that product is probably gifted to them for free. And just know that you are following, falling into the wellness trap most of the time if you're buying it. And if ever you need to, want, if you're wondering if you should buy something, you could always DM me and I could give you my opinion. Um, next question. Okay, so how to distinguish a toxic environment affecting your self-confidence? Such a good question. So I know this episode is probably running a little long, but I'm going to run it, let it run as long as I want, to be honest, because this is such a good question and there's so many more to answer. 
So toxic environments, how to distinguish when an environment is toxic and it affects your self-confidence and affects you as a person? Okay, so this is like very relatable to me because I used to have so many uh, toxic environments, whether it be school, whether it be friend groups, whether it be where I was working out. And um, working out is a great example, actually. So a toxic environment could be anything. It could be a gym. It could be a friend group, it could be your home, it could be your school, it could be anything. And it's super important to notice which environments are toxic and they're not. And toxic meaning make you feel some type of way negatively. I used to have so many toxic environments, whether it was my friend group um, who was bringing out like the worst in me and it wasn't because these people were bad people whatsoever. It just because me and them together wasn't blending you know, and I'm someone who's very affected by energy. Everything I do, I'm affected by it, like either in a positive way or a negative way. And it just wasn't for me. And it took me a lot of time to notice this, you know, if you're feeling as though you're frustrated constantly in your friend group, you feel set aside, you feel as though things are a competition, you feel as though um, your friend is giving you fake love, fake guidance, um, fake like positive criticism, like that is where like you draw the line and you have to make those um, realizations and just put yourself first and come to terms with the fact that this environment could be toxic. And the best way to to notice that an environment is toxic is to journal and make mindful reflections like practice mindful reflections like after you get home from hanging out with your friends or a day later notice your behavior are you angry are you on edge are you irritated are you upset are you passive aggressive like what is or are you happy warm uplifted and if it's not good things remove and that is when I noticed like I used to have so many friends Um, that made me feel some type of way, whether it be angry, frustrated, aggressive, uh, anything. And it wasn't because of them as people. Like it was because of just the blend of me and them together. Not everyone will be for you. And that is okay. Also a certain environment, you know, like I remember when I used to go to the gym and I had a trainer and we were always in front of a mirror and, and I just felt so like, I felt as though I was always looking at myself and it was just like too much for me. I felt as I was though I was like nitpicking at my body. And I noticed like after like a year and a half of training that that just wasn't for me. You know, I can't be someone who always has to be in front of a mirror while I'm training. It's just not, it just a, it leaves room for a lot of self-comparison for me and a lot of negative self-talk. So reflection, journaling, and mindful thought like just put some thought into there and notice how you feel whether it be at home whether it be with a friend whether it be with your boyfriend whether it be at the gym whether it be at school whatever it is just notice okay that is my tip um so someone said how to accept your body okay so this kind of ties into like one of the first questions that i spoke about accepting your body is really hard like, and some people maybe have it easier than others in the sense that like, not because you have a certain body type compared to another, but some people are genuinely happy with their body and they're pleased with um, the body they've received, like whether it be genetically or like at birth or um, the way they maintain their body. And some people um, are just very unsatisfied with their bodies, whether it be beautiful in my eyes or they, they could be not as beautiful in their eyes. 
So accepting your body is very hard for many females. And I talk about women in general because I'm not a man, so I can't speak on men. But it's all about really, like I said, coming to terms with who you are. Look at yourself in the mirror and just know that this is the car- those are the cards you've been dealt with. And it's not a bad thing. You should never think that your cards are less... Uh, I don't want to say valid. It's not really the best word. But yeah, less valid than your neighbors or less amazing than the person next door. You know, those are the cards you've been dealt with. And just know that if there's something you're not satisfied with in terms of your body image or in terms of like your your face, you, you, like the way you look, and any, whether it be your face, your body, there are always things you could do. And number one, when I say there's things you could do, I mean like from the inside out, like meditate accepted positive affirmations you know if you want to look a certain way eat healthier or gain weight you know we're not doomed to um a certain a certain shape or or um anything at all I, I hate when people and this may sound like oh what is she saying like oh, you have to change yourself not at all but i hate when people um look at themselves and even or me and say that like oh like this is it like like this is just it for me like I just look like this and this is how it's gonna be not at all you know and and you could definitely improve everything you do about yourself and I've seen it with myself like I used to look at myself in the mirror and be like oh like I hate my body like I, I hate the way I look like it's always gonna be like this I can't do anything about it and then I could just give my time myself some time and patience and I took care of myself from the inside out whether it be um, bettering my stress, like, e- like easing my stress, whether it be eating healthier for my body, whether it be, um, s- like less self-comparison and more positivity, more positive self-talk. And that is what made me happy and w- what made me happy in my own skin. So that's what I mean by there's always things you could do. Um, I'm a big believer that people could do whatever they want with their bodies, whether it be like surgery or like aesthetic wise. And I'm a big advocate for that, but um, I'm a big advocate in the sense that like you could do whatever you want with your body, but I'm even, I'm I'm an even bigger advocate for just nurturing your body from the inside out and developing a whole new love for your body. So, and that's what I did because I also struggled with my own body image issues. And even though if I don't talk about it a lot on my story, on my stories or on my Instagram, I uh, used to struggle a lot with that and just like not accepting myself for who I was. And um, I just decided to put my best foot forward, take care of myself as best as I can. And I told myself like, you know, like if you do the best you can and even that's not enough, then you're just totally hating on yourself for no reason. So just do the best you can. Take care of yourself eat healthy, love yourself, take care of yourself, nourish your body from the inside out and you will blossom and continue to practice self, um, like positive self affirmations daily and you will develop a whole new love and acceptance for yourself. So those are my tips on how to accept your body. I hope that was clear. I hope I'm not ranting too much. Um, Someone else asks, being confident without having an hourglass shape. Okay, so being confident with having an hourglass shape is like I spoke about before on um, the beauty standards. Having an hourglass shape, and I don't, I don't really, ha- I don't have an hourglass shape, <laughs> so, and I'm, I'm pretty confident, like for not having an hourglass shape, guys. You don't need a shape to be confident, and I feel like this is just like something you need to hear once and for all. There is no shape, there is no size, there is no height that defines beauty. 
<laughs> like you are beautiful at all shapes and sizes and no one will love you less and less or more for your shape. And that is something that like, even by working with clients, I have seen. And as a, as a female, I've seen too, like, just like, we tend to think that if we're more beautiful, if we're more, if we're curvier or if we're skinnier, or if we have bigger breasts or, and like, like whatever it may be that are the beauty standards that people will love us more. People will love you equally. Beauty, like physical traits will, can definitely attract someone to you, but it won't keep them around. It won't keep them happy. And no one cares about that. At the end of the day, it's all about what you see on the inside. And that is 100% truth. You could be the most beautiful girl in the world and, and whatever, whatever thought you have on like what the most beautiful girl in the world looks like. And no one will love you more or less. Yes, beauty does attract people, meaning that like people will feel drawn to you, but it won't keep people around. It won't allow people to think you're a better person and it definitely won't make people happier. So it's all about your, um, your inside. And that is like 100% truth. So that is my take on not having an hourglass shape and being confident. You need to be confident on who you are as a person, like what you have to bring to the table other than your body. Body image is nothing. You know, when I meet someone for the first time, I don't look at them and say like, wow, like she has a, she had a great body. I'll think about them and I'll say like, wow, like she was so vibrant. She was so confident. My God, what, she had such great energy. Like I loved her energy. She was really bringing something to the table and people won't even remember your body, you know? And if, and if they do remember your body, that's just going to be a little increment that you, that they noticed, but everything else they notice is your kindness, your empathy, your compassion, your generosity, um, your authenticity, um, the fact that you're genuine, you know? So that's my take. Um, and I think that's pretty much it for the questions, but I hope that this episode was informative and I hope that this episode was insightful. And I just want to let you guys know that I know that we all struggle as a community with self-confidence and I'm not coming to you guys as like a self-confidence guru in this episode because I have my own self-confidence issue, like not issues, but my own self-confidence battles like any other person would. And it's normal. It's a part of life and it's the beauty of life. You know, you can't, no one is perfect and being perfect is boring. You want to look at yourself every day in the mirror as a challenge. You want to challenge yourself to be the best version of yourself to continue to grow and to continue to change into like your most purest form and your most beautiful form. I know that sounds really dramatic and drastic, but it's true. And that's what I believe in. But what I want you guys to retain from this episode is that nobody will love you less and less or more for how you look. Looks are a small increment in life and beauty will not keep a boy around beauty will not keep a friend around um beauty will not make your parents love you more or your friends love you more beauty is an accessory but so is confidence and confidence is everything so if you portray a confident image and you show up and you show up as your highest self meaning that like you envision who you want to be every day in your head whether she be running her own business, whether she be a yoga instructor, whether she be a teacher at a school, like envision who you want to be and show up as her every day and you will love yourself more and more day to day. And it's all about self-acceptance, self-positive affirmations, nourish yourself from the inside out and just love yourself, girls, like love yourself. And trust me when I say that beauty is a very small increment and 
beauty is everywhere. Like anyone can be beautiful. There's no size. There's no look to beauty. Beauty is everywhere and there is nothing to be changed. So that's what I want to say. So thank you so much for listening to the first uh, reinvented podcast episode of the Morning Blend podcast. And I cannot wait to see you back here next Monday for more uh, female empowerment episodes where we'll have amazing guests and we'll talk to amazing women about their amazing careers, their crafts, and um, all that. So thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time.